Greetings, everyone. Once again, this is Motamwane D. So this is the part two of who really appeared to Moses. We stopped in the part one in Genesis chapter 32, verse 30, where Jacob saw God face to face according to the current classical day Bible. But we will see, like I've said, uh, that personage or that entity that appeared to Jacob could not have been the true God. And I will be using the term once again, true God here for your understanding. Now, <clears throat> and he said that his life was spared. And like I've mentioned, we will show later on why he specified his life was spared. But before that, we shall go into Judge chapter 13, verse 21, and is regarding the birth of Samson. And you have to understand that Samson was born miraculously. And if Loba allowed by the manifestation of his grace through his verb, we shall translate the teaching as well um, of that uh, that Zulassan have given regarding the miraculous birth of Samson. Because many people don't know that he was in fact uh, born that way miraculously. And in Judge chapter 13, verse 22, he says this, We are doomed to die, he said to his wife. So here that was Manoash uh, or Manoah. And in verse 21, first he says, And when the angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that he had been the angel of the Lord. But when we go in Judge chapter 13, verse 22, in the New International Version, it says, We are doomed to die, he said to his wife, period. We have seen God. So, in verse 21, you're told that Manoah realized that it was the angel of God that they saw. So, he was a messenger, the angel of the Lord. But, in the verse 22, in some translation, In other translation, it will say, We are doomed to die, he said to his wife. We have seen God. So, did they see God or did they see the angel? That's why. That's why. how you see that the lying pen of the scribes, those who have translated the Bible, who have taken the ancient African scrolls, have purposefully put lies introduce lies contradictions in them and that's how you see the spirit of lies get introduced because on one part on one verse they will say no it's the angel and then on the other verse the contradiction will appear will appear the lie will be put more uh, confusions will be infused into the current classical day bible So that's why many people are confused. They don't know who they are worship, worshiping. And they don't know the entities that they were worshiping. They don't know the origin. In contemporary English version, it says, Manoah said, we have seen an angel. Now we are, now we are going to die. You see? 
in some version it'll specify that it, it is an angel that they saw. But in other version, they will try to say no, it was God himself. And in some people comprehension or the way some fake pastors will try to teach it to people, the false doctrine, they'll try to say no, that was the true God and people have seen the true God. That's why many people in their lives will say no, God speak directly to them or they've seen God either in visions or in their dreams or they had a visit and so on. Because that lying spirit was already introduced, the spirit of lie was already introduced by the scribes with their confusions when they were transcribing the ancient African scrolls. In Isaiah chapter 13, Chapter 6, verse 1, he says this in the New International Version. In the year of King Uzziah, in the year that King Uzziah died, comma, I saw the Lord, comma, high and exalted, comma, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Here you're told, according to the current classical day Bible, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, that Isaiah has seen that Lord of the Bible, and he saw him sitting on the throne. You see here, I'm sitting. I'm sitting on a chair. So that means the chair can support me. You see, can contain me. And that's the same way they are describing that Lord of the Bible in the current classical day Bible when they say that he, he was seated, seated on a throne. And he had a robe so that means he was wearing something, and what he was wearing, mean, meaning it was covering him. So something, according to your own understanding, let's think about this. So if you put on a robe, that means the robe covers you. So if, according to you, that is the true God that Isaiah saw in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, that means the true God, according to you, has something that can cover him. You see? And who who is his tailor? Who who give him that those clothes? You see? And when we go in Isaiah chapter six, verse five, he says, Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, comma, and I live among people of unclean lips. And my eyes I've seen the King, comma, the Lord Almighty. So his eyes have seen the Lord Almighty according to the current classical day Bible. And who is that Lord uh, Almighty? In Aramaic Bible, in plain English, it says, And my eyes have seen the King, Lord Jehovah of hosts. Word English Bible, it says, my, For my eyes have seen the King, Yahweh of army. So, that's whatever name they will, they will give him in the current classical day Bible. Either the Lord, God, Jehovah, Yahweh. That's, this, that's the fake of that hum, humanity have accepted. And when even, like I've mentioned, when you go in Africa, a lot of people will say, yes, the, the so-called Yahweh, the God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. 
that's who they are referring to and that's the that's the the that's who Isaiah saw so that's the God that could be seen in the current classical day Bible and that's who they are worshiping and you have to understand they're worshiping a being they're worshiping a creature they're not worshiping the true God <clears throat> So, when we go in Exodus chapter 33, verse 20, you will understand that the Lord of the Bible, of the current classical day Bible that they're presenting, is not the true God. When you, he says this in the New International Version, but he said, you cannot see my face, comma, for no one may see me and live. So, he said that, who was saying it, who was speaking? According to the current classical day Bible, that's that God that was speaking to Moses. And when we go in Exodus chapter 33, verse 23, it says, Then I will remove my hand. Once again, they're giving him a hand. Then I will remove my hand and you will see my back. Semicolon. But my face must not be seen. So you've seen it here. In one passage, they will say, no, that God could not be seen because no one can see his face and live. So he says, no one can see me and live. But did that same God, so-called God of the Bible, has forgotten that Jacob saw him face to face and lived? And like I've mentioned in the previous, in part one, Jacob knew that, okay, if you see God, you cannot see God because no one can see his face and live. That, that, that was the understanding among the people. But that's why he was confused to be able to see that God and live, even according to the current classical day Bible. You see? So who did, he, who did he actually see? Because if the same God of the Bible said that no one can see his face and live, did he forget? He cannot forget. Did he have short memory? Did he get confused? Shouldn't he have said, no one can see my face except these people? You see? It's the lack of precision. It's the confusion. It's the lies. And that's how we know, with all those mistakes, that the God that they've presented in those Bibles, the God that many people have accepted in their heart, in their mind, is not the true creator. And in Exodus chapter 33, verse 23, it says that, no, uh, you, will s you cannot see my face, but, but I will remove my hand and you will see my back. I remove my hand, you will see my back. Hmm. Okay, so that means to see the face of God, you cannot, even though somebody already saw his face. But let's let's put that aside. But now he's saying that you cannot see his face, but you can see his back. So that means that the power that his face has, that no one can see his face, because 
and live, that his back doesn't have the same, um, I'll say the same power, doesn't have the same effect. You see? And that means that when, he, when somebody sees his back, that means that God cannot see that person who's seeing his back. So he's limited. But when we go in Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 12, it says, this is regarding the cherubim. The cherubim are spiritual entities. And it says that their entire bodies, comma, including their backs. So <clears throat> here you're told that the cherubim, those spiritual entities, those creatures, those beings, their entire body, their whole body, including their back, that's the precision, their head and their wings, so even on their hands, on their wings, were completely full of eyes, as were the four wheels. So even the wheels were full of eyes, so all around. So that means if a cherubim appears to you, even his back, even if his, his back is facing you, he's able to see you. That means the notion of front and back no longer applies to him because he has eyes all over the place. You see? But that God, in Exodus chapter 33, verse 23, he said, okay, you can see my back. That means he's limiting his back. That he, When you see his back, that means he's unable to see you. There's, n You see? So that means the cherubim are more, the cherubim are more powerful, have more abilities than the so-called God in Exodus chapter 33, verse 23. So the cherubim sees you all the time. There's no notion of, okay, you can only, he can only see you, face you with his face, let's say. He sees you all, all around. So, who is that God? When we go in John chapter 1, verse 18, in the current classical day Bible, it says, no one has ever seen God. And that makes sense. That no one has ever seen God. So who is that God that somebody was able to see his back? Okay, if you see the back, that means you saw him. If you see his, and Jacob said he saw him face to face. And Isaiah said he saw him sitting on a throne. And he appeared to Abraham. And in Genesis as well, he was speaking through the so-called Adam and Eve, according to the current classical day Bible. And that, Ad, that Adam, Adam was hiding from him behind the trees. I heard your voice and I hid. You see, that's someone, that is a creed creature. That's not the true God. He says in John 1, 18, no one has ever seen God. So anywhere where they will say in the current classical day Bible that no, they saw 
God. They saw the so-called Jehovah. They saw Yahweh. That's how you know that those names, those interpretations, those beings are not the true God. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No one has ever seen God. Semicolon. So, that's how you know all the so-called fake pastors out there, all the religions are false. Because they are worshipping the God of the Bible that was seen. So, they're worshipping an idol, they're worshipping a creature, they're worshipping someone that could have been seen. So they falsified the so-called God. And the, the religions, the Christians, the, they've also falsified the story of the true Christ. That's why they've introduced the fake Jesus with his fake image, with long hair. When we know in Daniel chapter 7, verse 9, his descriptions does not match the pictures, the image that are that the mainstream have accepted. Now in Hebrew chapter 1 verse 4 it says this, So it became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. So that's regarding the so-called fake Jesus. Because they will say, they will claim that no, Jesus uh, that's the most powerful name. And with that name, they can heal, cure, they can um, chase the demons, and so on. But in Hebrew chapter 1, verse 4 in the current classical day Bible, you're told that the name that he had inherited was superior than any other name. And in Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 he says therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name comma so according to the current class of the Bible that Christ was given a name that is higher that is above any other name in act chapter 4 verse 12 he says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved, period. And that's how we'll know that the name Jesus is a fake name, is a falsification. <clears throat> because when we go, so when, when he says here that salva salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind, by which we must be saved. So that means that name that the Christ received, no one else had that name. No one else could have that name because no other name has been given under heaven. But when we go in Luke chapter 3, verse 29, it says, in the New International Version, the son of Joshua, the son of El. Eliezer, American Standard Version, the son of Jesus. So you're told here in Aramaic 
Bible in plain English, the son of Yose. Contemporary English version, Joshua. Joshua. Dual rhyme Bible, who was of Jesus, who was of Eliezer. English revised version, the son of Jesus. So you're told in the current classical day Bible that that name Jesus was already given to a person, to someone, before the so-called Christ, before the so-called Jesus of the Bible received that name. Another person already had, was already named Jesus. And he, he even had sons, son. So, that means the name Jesus is not the name of the true Christ. And the image is also the image that is known today, that many people have accepted. It's also a false image. So, if you believe that his name was Jesus, you're in confusion, you're in delirium. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, he says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. But, and in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4, it says, And he answered and said to them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, and not we made them? So the notion of many cre creator, once again, it's wrong. In Psalms chapter 33, verse 6, By the word of, God, of the Lord, the heaven were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. So, once again, they're giving him a mouth. They're saying, but here we're going to focus on that is through his word that he had created. In Genesis 1, and that's why it's in Genesis 1, 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and not God and his son, and not God and Christ, and not God and the angels. <clears throat> so, You have to understand that Christ is not, well, according to your notion, Christ is not God himself, meaning Christ is not the creator, even according to the current classical day Bible. Because he says in John chapter 5, verse 26, for as the Father has life in himself, so he also granted the Son to have life in himself. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, he says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites, and I will put my, word, my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. 
Period. You see? So, he was saying, he had the word of God, and he was saying what he was commanded to say. Now, in John chapter 17, verse 3, says this, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, the only true God, and Christ whom you have sent. And, so that's in addition, but he specified the only, that means one. That means the notion of Trinity, once again, is completely eradicated. So, in the other versions, even in the current classical day Bible, that will write, no, Christ is God, that will claim that Jesus is God, that fake Jesus, that will claim that there is a notion of Trinity, even if it's written, that's their problem. It's not because it is written that necessarily it's true. So, in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18, it says this. In the King James Version. He says, For thus said the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth, the earth and made it, he had established it, he created not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no one else. So there's only, we have to understand that even though they're falsified, they've changed the name, they brought confusions, there's only one creator. And the creator cannot be seen. A person, a human, a man that, live in, that lives in the flesh, even in, if he, had a vi he has a vision, in spirit, he cannot see the Creator. He cannot. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. So that means, those of you who have accepted those false gods that were seen, you're already against the law. You're already going against the commandment. So, even 
in still in the current classical day Bible, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Get out of here, Satan, Christ told him. For the scriptures said, You must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And serve him only. So, and serve only him. So, that means those of you who are worshiping, that's the Christ saying it according to the current classical day Bible. That means if you are worshiping the Christ himself, you're already not even respecting what the Christ has said in the current classical day Bible. So already you are in disagreement with the Christ. Because the Christ said you must worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So that was in the current classical day Bible who appeared to Moses. So the, the beings that were seen cannot have been the true creator. There's only one creator and it's Lopa, the unique creator. And the falsifications of those texts of the ancient African scrolls of the history of the true prophets they're with their true names, places of birth, color, race, what they truly said, their spiritual experiences without any errors, without the lying pen of the scribes, it's Bibel. And there's no mistakes or contradictions. So, the God, the so-called God of the current classical day Bible, you see, has been exposed. We've exposed him because it's an usurper. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So, that was the teaching that I've shared. In English here. All glory to Loba, the only and unique creator.